Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke, and this week I'm here with a different co-host, but also my cousin, Evan. What's going on, Evan? Hey, not much, man. Uh, just happy to be here, finally. I know we've been talking about the Colorado trip for, what, a year and a half now, and due to my work schedule and just life complications, we had to cancel a few of them, but hey, we're here now. Yeah, this is kind of a unique week in the fact that everybody that's going to be on the podcast is actually here in-house, hanging out. Uh, we just finished a bunch of New York strip steaks. Now we gra- uh, cracked a couple bottles of bourbon, and we're going to knock out this podcast. Our guest this week is Pete. He's back on. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Just uh, enjoying the steak and the bourbon, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, not a bad setup. So, uh, Pete, let's give a quick update on... Uh, on the marathon and all your training. I know you knocked out a 15-miler today. How are you feeling? Um, well, I mean, thanks to the steak and the bourbon, feeling a lot better than I was for, uh, <laughs> before I had all that. But, um, yeah, this week or today was uh, kind of my my peak out on running um, now that we're three weeks out from the marathon on June 6th. And um, as Luke has alluded to, like he and I were both at NTC, I did not run for 38 days. Uh, thanks to the little desert adventure. And um, so I was pretty worried about it. And frankly, um, like that was 15 miles today is farther than I've run in the last, uh, like, what, six, seven weeks now. Um, but it went it went well, kept it by a 10-minute pace. And um, uh, I think I think we're, we're on track to do good stuff in the marathon. Um, didn't taper the the – sort of hiatus didn't hurt the lifting as much as I was worried about I think probably thanks to uh my body type if if nothing else um must be nice (laughs) but uh yeah man I I I want to say that I guess the only thing is this something I, I started doing um right when I got into um any like endurance stuff uh really a little bit over a year ago and uh because I, I was worried that I wasn't going to, like, actually finish this one. I was worried I was just going to just be, like, a shirtless dude on the side of the road next to all the homeless people uh, that Colorado Springs has. Um, but, like, put something on my Instagram story, like, hey, better run 15 miles, like, blah, 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 not a big deal. And then um, checked my phone as I was, like, getting a little goo packet out at, like, mile five or something like that. And saw that like seven people had responded to it. My, all of them are close friends or whatever. Like I don't have a super big Instagram following, but instantly I knew, like, that's seven people that know that I said I was going to run 15 miles. And sure enough, like mile 10, mile 11 rolled around, and I was like, I could just kind of cruise in at like 13, you know. Uh, and I, and, I, and I had to force myself to do it. So I guess. Like it's a lesson I've learned many times over, but something I like to to pass on to people is sort of the like public declaration of goals. I, I don't know. It's born a lot of fruit for me because I don't think I would have finished it today had I not just like said, "Hey, I'm going to do this." Put the mark on the wall, and then none. Then I would have had to have been explained to like all you know whatever people like. Well, it turns out it was only thirteen and a half or ten or whatever you know. So I don't know. I think that was kind of the moral of the story today. Yeah, I absolutely understand that. I think that that's a real thing is when you make that public declaration and you let let it be known what your goals are. You know, it's that Babe Ruth, right? You're, you know, you're pointing pointing at the sky saying you're going to you're going to knock it out of the park. Like you're calling your shot and 
you better fucking do it because, you know, it's one thing to to have that confidence, but you better have something to back it up or you're going to look kind of like an idiot or like a pussy, you know, Mm -hmm. one. So Mm -hmm. I understand that. And uh, I know (laughs) with the whole burn the ships thing, my public declaration kind of got a little derailed, but... I am hoping to continue this and knock it out in the in the fall. Like looking at with the shift and when I tore my quad, I know you wanted to have a little little segment of. Uh, yeah, just to clear that up. So if your role now in the marathon is not runner, is that and you'll be on the sidelines? It are you on the second string or is it cheerleader? It, what like what's your you title should, now? I think you should make him your personal water boy for when you run the marathon. I, I think come so. out there wearing a shirt with your face on it, you know. Yeah. I think it, I think the brow, title yeah. for you Pete is now based on the current relationship sponsor and boss. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need a few more New York strips then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that is the perfect segue into uh, talking about the most recent development with me and Pete. So Pete has fully come on now as a, a member of the Hunt, Lift, Eat team uh, with me and Evan and the rest of the fellas. And he obviously lifts and he definitely eats. And uh, we're working on the hunting, so we're going to definitely get him get him in the woods this year and get him after some uh, some critters. And he's done a little bit of hunting growing up, but not a whole lot, so we're going to improve on that. But, I mean, he's a perfect fit. He's obviously come on, been a contributor to the podcast several times. And he's coming on not only to join the team as just the normal team member, just shit talking and you know overall camaraderie and brotherhood type stuff, but also to uh, start building out some programming. And uh, he's working right now on the uh, tentatively named HLE Couch to Mountain program. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, man, it's in its uh, pilots or pilot phase right now. It's- fully written um and we've got what is it like six six people are trying it out in various uh consistencies here to kind of get some feedback on the uh both the 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 program in its entirety um but the individual workouts itself um but it's four weeks long and the intent here my intent was to make it sort of uh possible to execute by by like really anyone um you only need a sandbag, uh, like two dumbbells, kettlebell, and a box, and then something like a bag or a weight vest to put weight in. Um, and then that can take someone that maybe has a physical background. You played football in high school or basketball or whatever, but like you don't have a regular physical practice, and get you to the point where if you're trying to get out actually in the mountains um, and, and do some kind of backcountry stuff, you're going to have the stamina to actually do it, be able to carry weight on your back, um, have an, uh, an aerobic base um, that isn't based entirely in running. Um, I don't think you break seven miles a week the entire time, which is like pretty reasonable. I mean, that was kind of my goal. Um, but uh, I'm excited to get the feedback from everyone that's that's doing it um, so it can start distributing it to the masses. Um, and, and hopefully we get a lot of good feedback uh, from people once once we publish it um, in its final form um, and see a lot of good results out of it. It's all stuff that I've done myself um, piecemeal and and know that the the individual workouts themselves are solid um, and we're we're gonna get feedback on the entire construct and kind of see um, using some quantitative data like what people's results are and uh, whether it's weight lost or 
one minute, like 60 second heart rate drop um, is another good work capacity metric. But can you explain that? Um, so that's, I don't know where I picked this up from, but so that's the, it'll, it's really popular programming now to have like your 10 minute AM, AMRAPs as many rounds possible or your uh, EMOMs. You know, it's a CrossFit minute. style type. Oh, don't say that. Yeah, CrossFit's the C word, right? If you, yeah, you yeah, CrossFit, that's like you cross facial tissue off. to Kleenex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, yeah. CrossFit's, they branded it, right? But it's metabolic yeah. conditioning, HIIT training. Like, obviously, this has been around since like the Greeks have yeah. trained this way. But CrossFit put a name to it and then monetized it. But but within that is you, you've seen the mainstream explosion of those workouts and those yeah. that, that method of training. And so something that's... Um, and this is useful whether you do the Couch Mountain program or not, but how do I measure if my work capacity is greater without repeating the same workout? And even then, you could just be, if you repeat the same workout over and over again, like once a week, you might just be getting better like at that particular modality, right? Sandbag thrusters and step-ups and renegade man makers maybe it's just those three things so how do i how do you ensure that it's actually your work capacity also defined as anaerobic capacity or anaerobic endurance is actually increasing and the metric that i have found most useful for that is uh 60 second heart rate drop so as soon as you're done with the circuit you take your heart rate you know uh, for 15 seconds multiply that times four and then you take it a minute later and you you can record, okay, did my heart rate drop 30 beats per minute over a minute in that 60 seconds? Did it drop 40? Did it drop 50, 60? And you can, you can gauge, and that's how it allows you to compare like a, uh, a workout that's like pull-ups, push-ups, and a 200-meter run to like step-ups, box jumps, and thrusters, which seemingly have nothing to do with each other. But when in reality, you're not training those exercises individually in the first place, you're actually training your... Um, glycolytic and possibly like aerobic energy system depending on the structure of the workout and that's how you can compare all that that's super interesting yeah, it's a great measurement tool and it's a great metric that I think a lot of people don't know or, or really understand anybody I, can do it if you have a watch dude I've never heard of it ever yeah. and I'm like I'm no strong man like Anthony or I'm not a you know bodybuilder like Caleb but I'm definitely not a novice to the gym I've never heard of that before really I mean, yeah I've never heard of it. I don't remember where I heard of that, but it, it is it is really cool to see like if nothing else like in week one I mean like oh it only dropped like thirty five beats per minute. So and then, so on that what are what are some like numbers you're looking at? What are some baseline numbers? Like if you took someone who's never worked out ever, what would be some numbers you would expect to see? And then like I'm, I know it's gonna it's gonna be super variable, and so like what you need to do is find your personal baseline, yeah. right? And then figure out like your your once you find your personal baseline. After, and that's like the that's what CrossFit kind of does with their they have their benchmark workouts, right? And so you can still implement some of those type things. Like, okay, this is a workout that I know this is like the baseline. So like, this is just for instance because a lot of people know the the CrossFit stuff. So like Fran. So if you did Fran, it's a very fast workout. You can if you're good, you can do it like under two minutes. If you're shitty, you can do it under three. You knock it out, and then you you do what Pete just described, and then you train and you continue to do a series of other. Uh, workouts or the, the, the you know couch them out in training program or any other program it doesn't have to be ours it can be anybody's and then you go back to Fran and you do the exact same thing and then you check the the same process and that's how you're going to really gauge it, it needs to be the same yeah, workout you're, 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 
Yeah. You're measuring off the same. Yeah, the same to get that time. exact like gain. So you but then the you can also you can also use it to like what Pete was saying to check what how each workout affects you, and then play with like that programming like workout to workout to to judge your recovery from each one. If I can nerd out real quick here, because I literally just read an article about how to calculate different like uh, like actually like yesterday. That's what literally why I bring you on here okay. is because you're a fucking nerd. So all right. <laughs> I'm going to try to make sure I don't mess this up, and then we'll just fact-check me on the next podcast here. So, target, I'm sorry, um, age-predicted max heart rate is 220 minus your age. Okay. So, say you're 30, your age-predicted max heart rate is 190. Okay. Uh, Heart rate reserve is your age-predicted max heart rate, so in this case 190, minus your resting heart rate. A good resting heart rate for someone that's mediocrely in shape is like 60 to 70 beats per minute. Bigger you are, it's naturally going to be not bigger like in like a morbidly obese way, bigger just like stature. Your heart rate, like uh, your resting heart rate is going to be even lower. Um, Like a marathon runner's resting heart rate that weighs like 150 pounds is probably in the low 40s, high 30s. so, okay. so you're saying the bigger you are, the higher it's going to be. No, the bigger you are, if you are in shape, like someone that runs a four-hour marathon that weighs 220 pounds and someone that weighs, runs a four-hour marathon that weighs 150 pounds, the 220-pound dude is going to have a lower resting heart rate. Okay. Okay. All, all things... I didn't know that. Equal. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, like I would have thought it would be the opposite because it takes more... I would think it takes more beats to pump the blood through the body when you're Rest, bigger... resting heart rate though. It does. That's because their their system has to work that much harder to do the the aerobic like workout in the first place. Which, okay. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying in and rest it's going to be low lower, but it, during work it's going to be higher. Obviously, that's like in, in a well. Vacuum. Then you're getting into cardiac output and stroke volume and all these other kinds of metrics that I frankly are like a little. I'm a little gray on. There's other things other than just heart rate that matter. Yeah. To, so like the 220 pound and the 150 pound dude might each have like they might at that four hour marathon be cruising at 150 beats per minute, but the the larger dude is going to have a much higher cardiac output, which is stroke volume times heart rate. Okay. Right, because it's he's physically pumping more blood yeah. at the same it's the same rate but like more volume of blood because he's bigger. Is blood pressure not a factor in all these numbers? All right. That's I yeah. 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 reference last episode where I'm not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, maybe. I don't yeah. know, dude. Yeah. Once yeah. again, uh, we're not doctors. <laughs> but okay, so age predicted max heart rate, two twenty minus age take a resting heart rate say that's 60 so in this case 30 year old male has a max heart rate age predicted max heart rate of 190 resting heart rate is 60 beats per minute just because that's easy math your heart rate reserve is max heart rate minus resting heart rate right so it's 130 right okay we all hear vo2 max like you kind of know what it is but in theory that is your the point of like maximal oxygen uptake um, and then there's other ways to calculate like or estimate lactate threshold and stuff like that um, that's when your legs start to burn on a run typically like a certain threshold pace anyway so the first five steps for me yeah because yeah, yeah. um, you're not running a marathon 
Uh, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> so a good way to pre- predict, like if hey, I want to be, there's a strong correlation being between pres- uh, percent um, heart rate reserve and VO2 max. So if I'm at 90% of my heart rate reserve, I'm probably 90% of your VO2 max. So you can calculate like 90% of 130 plus your resting heart rate at that beats per minute, you're at 90% of your VO2 max. And that, that you know what I'm saying? With And you don't have to be hooked up to a pulse ox. You don't have to be hooked up to any fancy whatever. You can just yeah. have like your Apple watch on and be like, all right, you, you got to run some math in your head. Be like, okay, I need to be at like this for my VO2 max or whatever. And that's another way to gauge... Um, can you explain VO2 max real quick, just for the listeners that don't understand that? It is um, the volume. So VO2 is volume of O2 consumed. VO2 max is like is literally in in very like layman's watered down terms is the maximum amount of oxygen your body can possibly consume in given like a certain period of time. That's pretty good because I just Wikipedia'd it, and uh, it said the maximum rate of oxygen consumption measured during incremental exercise. So your layman's terms was pretty spot on with Wikipedia. Yeah, it's like your so. body literally can't <laughs> use and intake more oxygen, gotcha. like at all. Like so, is this yep. ri- is this stuff written down on the the workout program that you wrote? No, but that would be phenomenal because I know be like because I'm not the type of guy that retains things like that. I'm super visual, and I'm also. Yeah, so Pete and I were so, we're yeah. actually just talking about him. He's going to probably start contributing to the website with some articles. So, so, so this would honestly probably form. yep, this would be a, a pretty awesome article for him to to work on. So we kind of went off on a tangent there, but I think it's great information for everybody to have. But just a little bit of background with this is so it was a while back I decided that I wanted to start looking at building that programming. Uh, one, I'm not very qualified. And two, I really don't have the time. And so I was trying to figure out what that looked like with building out some programming for HLE. And I want to offer a free program, uh, this one especially, uh, the Couch to Mountain. Because I think a lot of folks are sitting here, maybe you know you were fit at one time, you were after it in the gym, and you kind of fell off. And you know it's that snowball of effect of negative feedback loop where it's hard to get back into it. Or you're sitting here and you've never trained. And it's like, what, what do I need to do? to try to get out here, go out west, do a western hunt, or even just get back in shape. You don't have to use this for western hunting. It's just kind of tailored to that, to like what you would need to go from the couch to the mountain. And honestly, you're not going to go from couch to mountain in four weeks. That's not the intent of this program. The program is as a jump start to your training to then begin to do this. Honestly, you could probably do this program just back to back with your incremental changes for, you know, a few months and then see some pretty sharp results. But I think most folks will use this as a launching pad to go into further programming, hiring a coach themselves, or just you know using the, what they learn to then tailor their own workouts or, or, or however. But that's kind of what we wanted to develop. And so as Pete is looking at transitioning uh, out of the army, he's looking at you know doing his uh, strength and conditioning coaching. And so it was a perfect fit. We were sitting there at uh, the National Training Center. And I think we had kicked it around a little bit before, but we really we had some, some time on our hands as we were transitioning out. We really started to hash all this and talked it all out. So it's, it's been pretty cool. And, I mean, you can kind of give your thoughts on that, Pete. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always been a passion of mine. Um, and I've been fortunate to have a job for years now where you get to actually 
uh, have people to work out with and train. Um, and I've got like eight or nine uh, soldiers now, uh, all of them are lieutenants that uh, are unwilling guinea pigs um, for for some <laughs> of my stuff. Uh, but uh, no, and, and I'm I'm super excited to to share um, kind of what I've learned um, and part of it is it goes back to uh, uh, like I always got told uh, you can either be strong or like fast and Pete you're going to have to pick one because like my background is like football and powerlifting and so like I forsake what I love sorry that just like that was how that wanted to came out and uh, it sounded very melodramatic but like I put aside lifting I mean, I get it. It's a thing in the army. Like bigger guys that enjoy lifting, to truly succeed in the, especially for the past whatever fifty years. Now we're starting to transition with the new PT test, obviously, to a more functional, strength based, you know, training. But it's it's a real thing. Like if you Mm -hmm. wanted, that was always the joke. Like I remember, I my battalion commander in Afghanistan, like was like, hey, you need to go do this powerlifting competition. It was me and another guy from the battalion Mm -hmm. did the strongest in the AOR. Mm -hmm. He placed first. I placed third, and he crushed oh, was everybody. That, was that that Iverson? Oh, Iverson, dude. Oh he's gonna God. be a lieutenant. He's in ROTC. You oh my green gosh, gold. dude. He's, he's a monster. Didn't he total out of like seventeen fifty? Something like, like a, that. Yeah, dude, like he squ- I watched him. Private first class. Like he was a monster. He squatted like s- freaking six sixty at like weigh in at like two thirty five. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, As like a, in the army, like, twenty one, dude. He's yeah. not even remotely at the time. He was not even remotely near his strength peak and his strength maturity. Yeah, he was a stud. But anyways, like, he crushed it. Like, it, And so, like, he did very, very well. And uh, I remember getting back, and some, we're sitting there in a battalion meeting, right? And he, he's not there, but, like, we're talking about, like, how well he did. He literally is the strongest guy in Afghanistan, pound for pound. And somebody's like, well, what's his two-mile time? And I was like, who f- – I didn't say this because I'm just the lieutenant at the time. But I'm like, who fucking cares what his two-mile time was? Yeah. You know, like, who gives a shit? But, like, that's – the culture that we've had in the army and it, it sucked because it's not to say that powerlifting is everything because you need to be functionally fit to be able to move your ass and move well, your I was just weight. about to say and to, yeah. to play devil's advocate to your point a little bit like was a dude's cardio I mean he's obviously a freak of nature and well above he could pass average. the PT test yeah yeah I mean like that's that's yeah. all I care about you know yeah. what I mean like because was, was he maxing the run no but could he pass the run sure and then he maxed everything else yeah. and then he could also you know what like <laughs> in a fucking bar fight that's who I want next to <laughs> Uh, God, where were we? You were talking about that. Oh, yeah. The So, yeah, I, like, basically didn't lift, um, like, for four years, which is, what, like, what I love to do. Um, just so I could, like, I knew I wanted to be an infantryman, knew I wanted to go to range school, all this stuff, all the, you know, do all the, man, the be the the thing that they, they told me I had to be. And then if I, like, woke up one day and was like, wait, well, you know, maybe, maybe it's, like, not a zero-sum game. It is at the very elite levels. Like, I don't think... Sorry, Anthony, but I don't, I don't think, like, you'd have a fun time in, like, a marathon. Like, yeah. dude, no disrespect. But, like, I'm also not even ever going to be as strong as you either. So, yeah. um, right. But it's not at the sub-pro level. Like, it's not a zero-sum game. Yeah. Um, you can do both. And I'm personally fired up about, like, getting to share that with some people. Especially, like, okay, how do I how do I develop, like, aerobic fitness? Like, running's boring. It sucks. Uh, it I mean, it, it does suck in, in a way, but, like, how do I develop, like, this kind of, like, baseline fitness um, without just going and, like, hanging my head at, for seven miles at a time? Like, 
when that's like not my jam there's a ton of ways to do that and it's not just like okay the elliptical or the freaking spinning bike like there's a ton of ways to do it um and i don't think that's like in a lot of our vernacular and like i really want to share that with people um like to to re-hit and none of these are ideas that i I came up with i'm not a freaking kinesiology like phd or anything but uh i think we talked about this was the second episode I don't know, probably. Yeah, whatever. But, like, uh, between April of 2020 and then October of 2020, like, I was able to drop 48 minutes off my marathon time in six months, which is completely doable for anyone out there. And my aver- I averaged 9.25 miles a week and only broke double digits three or four times. Right? That's pretty good. Um, pretty impressive. And all I, yeah, and again, I didn't come up with any of the ideas, like, but that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you can, you can do this without having to go, one, you don't even have to run a marathon. Uh, just, you, you don't have to have this, like, love of running and, or going out on the trail for uh, two or three hours at a time. You don't even have to have that much time available to you because it is a lot of, con- that is of concern to a lot of people is I don't have two hours on a Saturday. Well, it's also, devote. it's also applicable, man. And it just, uh, um, so it reminded me of a gentleman, and I'm gonna for the for the sake of him not being here to to consent to me talking about it, I'm just gonna call him, you know, gentleman. But he 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 worked a very extensive career in the soft community, um, well over 30 combat deployments, uh, and his his like his body does not let him run anymore. Mm-hmm. Like his he's had surgeries on both legs. He's got pins in his hips. He had to have muscle taken out of one of his calves to go. I don't remember what else. But anyway, the dude, like, just has an extensive amount of injury list. And I was asking him. I was uh, almost name dropped him. <laughs> but I was like, "Hey, man, like, how do you, how do you keep up to where you can still perform at this level, uh, like, with your cardio and stuff?" Because he's an absolute freak, and he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Realistically, I'm or sorry, like, religiously, just an absolute animal on the mat and then he also like he was like dude i hate it but i do jacob's ladder and assault bike on five or ten minute like repeat circuits mm-hmm. for dude, half an hour both of those things and will smoke and your he was ass. like i never run i never go on the treadmill and i've never ever mm-hmm. had an issue with my functional cardio to do my job mm-hmm. and so i don't know what what you were talking about it just reminded me of him and like his workout method and i trained with him a little bit overseas and it kicked my fucking ass <laughs> i mean it was absolutely insane and so I, I, you don't have to run to yeah. maintain that, and I was yeah. blown away by it because you've That's always cool. heard like, how do you, how do you get better at push-ups? Do fucking push-ups. How do you get better at running? Fucking run. Well, yes and no, and it's kind of like a, a proving yeah. the point to that. But but for like, are we trying to get people? We the three of us hunt and lift eat. Are we trying to get people better at running? Or are we trying to help? get them from the couch to the mountain. Exactly. exactly. Right? Yeah. right. Like, it's not running that we're getting no. after. Like, well, yeah. If you do want to specifically get better at running, can you do things other than running? Sure. But at the end of the day, you're still going to have to run. Of course, yeah. You know, but are you trying to get your level of functional fitness to the point that you can put a heavy pack on your back and walk up a mountain at altitude? Do you need to run? Not necessarily. Having some running volume in there is not going to probably hurt. No. But if you hate running and you don't want to do that, there's other things you can do and there's things that I think are less, one, they're more uh, time efficient. So we're talking about time, right? Like, if, you, if you're going to go run 15, like, two and a half hours today, right? Or 15 miles? Uh, yeah, two hours and 33 minutes and 17 yep. seconds, yeah. 
right there. So like some people like you know on a you know a Friday today we had a we had the day off, but like do you want to go spend two hours two and a half hours running or do you want to do a, an hour long workout? Most people, yeah. and that's what you know Pete and I are talking about, and Pete's developed this is. Give or take, you know, depending on your fitness level, some people might be slower at some of these workouts. For the most part, you can you can execute this plan within an hour per day, and yeah. five days a week, hour per day, knock out the workouts. And they're what's also cool is the way it's built. It's very scalable based on your fitness level, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of uh, as many you know rounds or reps as possible. And so within that, it's it. You know, guys that are more fit are going to be able to do higher numbers. If you're less fit, it's going to take you longer, obviously. Like well, also, be easily modified on the individual, yep. which I think is great. When I looked at the program, and that's what I like too. And it's kind of like what I my goal when I wrote that little program for Perry, just to get him started with something, um, was to have something that he could change on his own. And now he has a baseline. And I love that about the program you wrote mm-hmm. is like a guy can take this, and if he work prevents him from doing it for three weeks he can jump right back in and he can tone it back or he can amp it up you can modify it super easy and you don't have to have someone to do that for you it's you know so i think like a lot of workouts out there that involve percentages and involve you know what was that that's opie coughing (laughs) (laughs) my Um, dog is coughing you know a lot of written workouts that involve percentages based off your your one your one rep max or that require certain equipment stuff. It's not easily it's not easily changeable on the fly when you hit start hitting those plateaus. You have to go back to your coach. You have to go back to whoever written it. But I like this because you can change it. The individual can change it and take it and modify it and turn it into something more or tone it back a little bit. So yeah, and that that was the that that was the entire construct. And, and <clears throat> there are for probably say the second two weeks does mirror the first two weeks probably there's probably about 50 percent overlap but the second two weeks is the is a scaled up versions um and the first two weeks is the unscaled version um but for most of those it's like all right 15 down to one of these six exercises like all right, it's easy. Do them faster. Like, okay, that's hard. Like, okay, that workout maybe took him took him more than forty five minutes. Like, uh, yeah. you know, but it's but it's at everyone's pace. Yep. Um, and if it's and if it's easy, maybe you put maybe you put thirty pounds uh, in in your in your like weight pack that day instead of instead of fifteen or no weight at all. Like it's it's so that was the um, the thing that I was trying to make like sort of my like uh non-negotiable for this and something that's the the army has helped me out is because when like i've been you know designing programs for uh, my guys for a long time is because you do have like right now i've got a guy that can uh or guys and gals i've got a two gals and their uh deadlift max is 100 pounds apart one gal can now deadlift one of my guys. Uh, <laughs> and I remind him of that every day. Uh, right? So, but you have to automatically build, like, that scalability, yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah. from the start. But, yeah. No, it, it, the scalability is key, and that was something when we, we just, you know, discussed kind of what I, my thoughts for this. And I wanted it to be something that literally anybody can do based on their fitness level. And it's going to be harder the more fit you are. It's going to be, 
you know, you can scale it back. Not easier, it's still going to be hard, but it's like an equal level of hardness. I think you've done a really good job of capturing that. Dude, after looking at it, I'll be the first to admit, I know some of y'all gave some feedback and did it, and I'm not excited for it. Like, it's completely not how I've been training for the last, I don't know, several years of my life. So, like, we'll, so I, like, I know it's going to kick the shit out of me, A, because it's going to be new, and B, because it's just... It's not an easy workout. Not if you not if you commit to it and do it, you know, pretty strictly. So. And if you do it intensely, that's the other yeah. thing is like if you if you just lollygag through a lot of the you know different workouts. So basically, the the structure of it is you have you know if you want to call them metcons or, or whatever, you've got several of them within the overall day of the workouts, and they're all very specific and tailored. And that's that's something that would set something like this apart from like the CrossFit style. Is my big I've done I've worked at a bunch of CrossFit gyms. They're not all created equal. But for the most part, CrossFit programming is more exercise than training. It's very kind of random willy-nilly. Like when you look at the CrossFit website, right, it's like just a wad. And it's got nothing to do with the previous day. It's got nothing to do with the next day. It's just workouts that are just out there. This is very specific. And while some some of the style of workouts might be similar to what you might see in a CrossFit gym, not really. But there's some overlap, right, like EMOM, AMRAP. These are terms you hear. The difference is, is this is very specific within the, the training to then build and progress to the next level with a focus at the end of being able to get you, you know, functionally fit, building your core, your chassis, your posterior chain to be able to have a rock, really lower body focused, lots of step ups, lots of uh, explosive work with uh, box jumps, you know, just a lot of really good shit and you know there's a lot of stuff and people are like fuck step ups this sucks and step ups are great for two reasons in my opinion one they work all the muscles the stabilizing muscles all the accessory muscles that you need to utilize while having a pack and doing a like walking up a mountain without the wear and tear of like putting a ruck on and rucking and the other thing is the mental fucking thing of just the mind fuck of being like man I gotta just do this for the next you know however many minutes I'm just stepping up and down, up and down, up and down. And that's kind of when you have 100, you know, in Evan, Pete, like we all know this. When you've got 150 pounds on your back and you're walking, it's literally you're just thinking like, okay, knee, knee, knee. Like I just got to keep moving my knees and everything mm-hmm. else will follow. Just walk one step, one step, one step. And I, like I, I think there's something for the mental training of that as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's, I, I like them too because you can change them up. You know, you get – you get tired doing a step up a certain way. You can change it and still step up. You can throw a calf raise into it. You can yeah, hold yeah, dumbbells. Yeah, yeah. You can put a kettlebell over your head. You can hold, put a sandbag on your shoulder. You can mix it up so you don't get bored. You mm-hmm. know, it's another exercise. That, like, there's only so many ways to do a push up, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways to do a step up. Is kind of what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. That's another reason I like it. Yeah, there's a lot of variations, right? You can target, you know, grip. You can do step overs. It, and you know. If we develop, you know, which we probably will, is looking at, you know, further programming, but is looking at different the variations. But right now we want to stick with, like, basic movements that anybody can do and master and then, you know, make it, when we talk about goals, like, make it very attainable. So that leads me to a question, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Do y'all have, like, links attached? I know it's going to be published online, and then there's probably going to be, like, hard copies and print. But do you have, like, links attached for, like, uh, instructional videos on the certain lifts or certain like, – because, I mean, if some if someone's out there and they – like, there is some stuff I never heard of. And, again, I'm not new to the gym and the workout world. It might be good to just throw in a YouTube link to something. To, like, hey, here's how you do this exercise, too. Yes. Or, we can just get you shirtless, Pete, and film you, and you can be the yeah. demo guy. That's actually probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, 
the, the plan is is to actually do exactly that is to have links um, that we develop we do want to get this program out quicker and then it's just everything comes down to scheduling and time and so are we going to have every exercise videos with links prior to this dropping probably not Google's going to be your friend if we don't have it up just Google eventually we will have every workout well, HLE maybe. links posted but every workout that is up somebody has posted a link like some of these you'll see from like uh, there's guys Atomic Athlete MTI you know there, there's different instructional you know videos for a lot of these things and the thing with like you'll, you'll see in the programming community is there's so much overlap and like certain people call certain things you know like a, you know like you know like you look at a burpee right like a crossfit burpee versus like what you see like what the army would say a burpee is with the strictness there's just like all these different yeah the army things. the army would give you like a page and a half write up on how to properly yeah. execute a burpee yeah the yeah. crossfit's <laughs> like get your feet off the ground clap behind your head and smack your chest like that's it and then like the army would be like you got to do it in cadence and you know all this stuff that's just yeah no, it's just an example of like there's going to be a ton of it was just variation. something i thought about yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. it would be good because I, I know when i wrote that workout for perry i was like wait a minute he might not fucking know what a lot of this stuff is so in the email that i sent him attached with the word document that i wrote i was kind of like hey man like if you have any questions i'll as cheesy and as gay as it sounds i'll flip my phone around and send you a little video of, of me demonstrating this with a beer can or whatever like mm-hmm. um and ladies if you dm me I'll make him make sure that he does that for you as well. <laughs> Specifically shirtless with yeah. the bear can. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, he's talking about Evan. Uh, it, cl- clearly, yeah. yeah. Clearly Evan. Yeah. You got uh, those baby blues. You guys can follow him at uh, Evan.D.Eisner on Instagram. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, something I did want to talk about, about uh, a common, a commonality amongst the, the programming here. And, Actually, I must take a step back. Sounds like we're selling this really hard. Luke, how much money is this going to cost? Uh, Zero dollars. Zero dollars. All right. So it's selling it here. This is literally going to be free. I think I'm going to have you guys give me your email so I can send you promotion shit for HLE and Total Transparency. But that's then you're going to be able to unsubscribe from that. So it's yeah. literally going to cost you nothing other than your email address. And I, if you've bought from us, you know I send very few emails. It's literally going to just be like new product drops and shit. But that's... This is really, we just want to get it out there and get guys moving and gals. This is, you know, for everybody. But just get folks off the couch ready to go train for whatever. If it's going to be a Western hunt, is it going to be overall fitness? Is it going to just be for just your personal goals? Just get off the couch and get fucking moving. I think it's great. Um, But uh, it's sort of a plug I did want to make here, and this is something that um, was a huge transition point in my own fitness journey. Uh, <laughs> but uh, something you you see a lot of, and it's something I practice now is what we is termed structural exercises, which is they're exercises that innately load the spine, shoulders, and hips, or some combination thereof. Because what that does is, sure, you can do a leg curl and work the hamstrings, or leg extensions and, and work the uh, the quads um, but does that load it, it takes all the load off the hips the spine and the shoulders all right? if you have a weight on your back or a front squat your shoulders are loaded your spine's loaded your hips are loaded your knees are loaded and what that does is trigger particularly in males more so than females 
is testosterone um, production, human growth hormone production. Um, I might be mixing my terms here, but I think IGF-1, which is insulin growth factor 1, which is also um, a contributor to muscle growth and other things. But what it also does is because your um, non-muscular soft tissues don't have blood supplies of their own, so ligaments don't have blood supplies of their own, um, and it triggers your bot like you're pumping blood around your knees even while you're doing um, like an overhead press if you're standing as opposed to sitting right so it triggers like ligamentary growth there but it also triggers like um, oh man I'm, I won't use the scientific term because I forgot it but like the things in your bones that grow bones that increase bone mineral density um, and none of that happens unless your bones are actually placed under stress, yep. which doesn't happen unless you do structural exercises. Yep. And that's dude, just a, like a quick anecdote about that, like worked sort of the traditional like bro science, like way of working out until probably like three or four years ago, whatever. I had back problems coming out of ranger school, I had back problems because ranger school, like straight into first deployment, like, uh, you know, wearing kit like for eight hours a day, all day in a somehow the army designs like big ass trucks that like no one can actually fit in except Luke because he's short but um yeah but I'm as wide as I am tall so it's still a problem okay yeah fair enough I've got a lot of leg room but the shoulder space is narrow but like I found myself I was like 24 25 years old and like had lower back problems than I was I'm sorry lower back problems uh and started doing like these sort of structural calm functional lifts and that and a few other things that started to like take care of itself because it actually triggered that like bone mineral density to develop and all that like fine like uh, synergistic like musculature to like actually like build itself up to keep me healthy well dude that's like I'm pretty sure don't quote me on this but I'm pretty sure that's like the whole premise behind like the, the shirts and the, like just shut up and squat like if you want to get big like squat like that I mean I, I know everyone in this room has heard that from the old guys in the gym and whatnot like it's there's, that's that's true for I mean it's it's there for a reason is what I'm saying like super applicable yeah it, it's absolutely real like you know I'm no expert I'm relatively strong for you know a dude in the army like there's not a lot of guys that are that strong there's definitely guys that are stronger than me but so you know you're in the gym you're moving some weight like guys want to get stronger they come up ask you a question it's like everything I say is always just like get the fuck off the cable machine and grab a barbell like cables have their place like with the accessory work has its place if you want to be a bodybuilder cables has a lot of a lot of place for isos but like if you want to get strong just pick up a barbell until you really get strong and you start plateauing like i promise if you're consistent with a barbell you know you're gonna get significantly stronger than if you try to do anything else and then it's this it's the same thing and then when you look at if the goal isn't strength it's that kind of the functional stuff you still want to do those compound you know Mm-hmm. You know, multi-joint loaded movements yeah. to get this, this. The end result isn't just like you know pure strength. It's you know some strength you know mixed in with your aerobic and anaerobic capacity. So, yeah, there is, I think it's one hundred percent valid. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not a doctor, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I can also say this. I like on that when I when I focus on like the the whatever you want to call it, like the old school type workouts where it's heavy and it's free weights it's barbells dumbbells and that's basically it like i do start feeling that in my joints more 
You know what I mean? Like, so there, there is like a give and take factor there, but I definitely agree with you. If you're looking to get strong, like the, the way to do that is to, to mm-hmm. move fucking mm-hmm. weight. And that's, so, you know. Yeah. I don't know, to, to not belabor this point, but like last year I put 100 pounds on my squat and deadlift max each in eight months. And the only, like, I only back squatted and like I only deadlifted. And now I'm, I mean, granted I'm like plateauing now, so I probably need to like change it up a little bit. Like that's, I didn't like do any kind of like weird stuff. Yeah. Like I, I just, I, you pick, pick the weight up and you put it down. Like yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. when we talked about it on the, I don't know how many episodes, the two with the listener questions from Garrett and Caleb and Garrett and I were talking about it is like, because one of the questions was like, how do you get better at the three big lifts it's like we'll do the three big lifts and then like once you start plateauing you might need to do some variation but most people are not at the plateau they just haven't consistently done the work like it takes years of consistent work in any whatever your modality is whatever you're trying to do it takes years of consistency to truly build lasting strength and that's what people don't like like we're all on this like get you know get rich quick get fucking strong quick like lose weight fast like it takes years of consistency to build that. Well, everyone wants a tummy tuck approach, and it's yeah. just not it's not that fucking easy when it comes to that. And, and in total transparency, this, this is a four-week program we're going to offer you guys. It is not that. This is literally an on-ramp jump starter program to leapfrog folks into other stuff. Uh, or just to you know, rinse and repeat and do it again, because you, you can. And then tweak in your own variations, do research, learn. Like, that's the ultimate goal for me with HLE is like education and building a community and like I've talked about this shit before I don't need to belabor the point but we want to offer this stuff to you guys and so like that's that's kind of the point in, in why we're doing it but real quick before I forget because I forget almost every episode uh, this is a good good point because the three people sitting at this table here have all utilized in some capacity our favorite mortgage loan officer which is Casey Burns, the official mortgage officer of the Hunt Lefty podcast. Uh, Casey Burns is a loan officer who operates out of Charlotte, North Carolina. He can uh, utilize uh, or sell mortgages in all 50 states. He's got all of his certs or whatever the hell they do. It's way over my head. But he really, truly knows the ins and outs. And the reason I use Casey, one, I've known him for years. I trust him with my life. But he truly has like that educator's heart. He wants to teach. He wants to help. He wants to mentor. He wants to sh- like show people the process and then make the experience as seamless and as easy as possible. And that's exactly what he does. He's done it for me. He's done it for Evan. He's done it for Perry. He's been working with Pete. He's been totally transparent and upfront with Pete. I mean, Pete, you want to kind of touch a little bit on what your experience with Casey's been? Yeah, so currently uh, I'm working on refinance uh, for one of my rental properties and reach out to Casey, naturally. And he was straight up with me uh, that he was like, hey, I don't, like, there's a few things that with my own person, not related to anything Casey could affect. And he was like, hey, I, 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 I don't think I'm the best guy for you to go to for, for this product that you're going to need. Um, even offered and has reached out to some other banks on my behalf, like, that he doesn't even get have skin in the game there. Um, probably spent over an hour and a half on the phone, you know, uh, over the course of a week educating me on various stuff um even though he knew from the onset almost that like i wouldn't be able to you know actually be able to use him so uh, yeah huge he's awesome yeah i mean that that's just who casey is like he's gonna help you even if he can't help you like with we're just gonna make him some money like he's just gonna do what's best for the consumer and the end user 
every time and he'll tell you straight up like he's just a trustworthy ass dude and like that means a lot to us like we're folks that value loyalty and trustworthy trustworthiness above anything else and integrity and like that's casey and it's 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 hard to find in the mortgage industry as i'm sure you guys have had bad experiences i've had bad experiences when you find somebody who has that genuine you know connection and that want to you know have the best experience possible for the end user it's just hard to find and so if you guys want to reach out talk to casey see if he can help you with a refinance va loan uh fha loan owner occupant investment loans you know vacation homes really anything he can help and he'll if if he can't help he'll point you in the right direction so give him a phone call at 919-710-1864 shoot him an email at casey.burns at primelending.com or you can also go check out his website and all of his reviews by visiting closewithkc.com. But yeah, so uh, back to the programming. So with how you built this, what is your main like focus? What are you looking at to try to develop in the individual, like the end user, with the program? That is a good question, man. So the like prime, I guess if I had to like pick uh the characteristics that we're going after functional strength um anaerobic capacity also defined as work capacity um, by a lot of different people out there anaerobic endurance um which is your ability to uh do like non-aerobic work like produce strength over like a certain amount of, of time like more than like 90 seconds um aerobic endurance which everyone knows um and then chassis integrity and the last one i think uh, functional strength and chassis integrity i think are two things that are really useful to the the hunter in particular um because the way that i think we should approach chassis integrity and and read that as like core exercises to to people like you, yeah, it's it's ab work, but it's everything from basically but like your. It's also your posterior chain, right? It's your, your exactly chain, the entire system. Yeah, exactly. Like saying like your trunk. The, the way yeah, the way we define core typically is like saying like I'm going to do legs and like only working your quads. Like that's not legs. Like what about the other half of yep. of that? Right? Like there's yeah. you know. Well, in the way we do core is also conventionally is fairly silly. With you know, look at the army. Like it's sit ups. Like, how many times has anybody ever done a crunch functionally, right? Like, really, you need your core for stabilization. You need, so doing, you know, different offset carries. There's a, I don't need to get into that, but, like, there's a bunch of different stuff you can do that's significantly more practical than, like, doing knee tucks or crunches or whatever. Well, it's also, like, a... a, a it's not to say that those are bad, but, like, that shouldn't be the sole focus no, of your core work. of course not. It's also, like, your core isn't just your abdominal muscles, yep. you know? Like, it's your obliques, it's your lower back, it's your... Mm-hmm. It's like you said, it's your trunk. And so many people yeah, focus like, oh, I'm doing, hands, a, I'm doing a core posterior. workout, and they do, you know, 30 seconds of flutter kicks followed by, you know, V-ups. And, oh, yeah, I did a Bicycle kicks. Yeah. And no, no, you didn't. You did an ab workout. Yeah. All the workouts I see on, like, Tammy's Tummy Tuck DVD <laughs> or some shit, you know. No, I like to define your – and I got to give credit to Rob Shaw from Mountain Tactical Institute for, for the term chassis integrity here. But, like, um, like it's everything from, like, your hip flexors to, like, your, your, your 
nipples, basically. I just wanted to say nipple on the podcast. I just wanted to say nipple on the podcast. I don't think it's the first time we've said nipples on the podcast. Well, you had Caleb on here, so I highly doubt it's the first time. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I mean, everyone's got them, you know. At (laughs) some point, if we ever offer a premium version of the podcast, I'll play the entire Texas stuff straight through unedited. (laughs) I did a pretty good job editing that. We're going off on a tangent here, but, like, there's still some... Parts you could tell it was edited. It needed to be. Like, you know, right. let's keep it scientific here. Areoli <laughs> from your anterior hip flexors, ices to your areoli is defined as how we define uh, your chassis here at Home Lift Eat. Sounds good to me. It should be a shirt. That's the next shirt design, dude. The areoli? No, just the the, the definition of the chassis. Yeah, kind of like how definition me- of the chassis. Kind of like how me- meteor does or like chassis. Some- it's chassis, I think. Just cha- like, chassis. When you're talking about a vehicle, it's chassis. So I'm assuming you're talking about a human it's vehicle chassis. to, you know, be chassis. It doesn't. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're not. We're not super educated here. Well, listen, we just read hey, some I stuff. Did, we regurgitate Luke, earlier, not less than ten minutes ago. You said the word modality, and I just want to give you credit for that. I appreciate that. That means Mo- a lot. Modality. I, I, I didn't know if he was about to be sarcastic. It was, no, no. It, it's well, hard. I mean, Pete, I'm sarcastic. Pete, I know. Like I, not I, that I, like Pete word, gave yeah. a genuine comment on the podcast. <laughs> I think that's the first. That means a lot, man. I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, the, yeah. So the thing with like chassis integrity is like um, chassis integrity. Chassis cha- use. Chassis, chassis, potato, tomato. Hey, Rob Shaw, if you listen to this podcast, will you give me a call uh, or give Casey a call, better yet, and then tell him what it is? Yeah, Rob Shaw, also just give me a call so I can say thanks for everything you've taught me. But yeah, um, yeah, also, you're some of your. You think this, if you think this program is bad, go check out some of his stuff, and it's a special, like, if you think this has a lot of step ups, and yo, Mr. Shaw loves his step ups. But in his uh, sandbag getups, yeah, in his sandbag getups. Uh, but think about like, okay, you like kill X, really, whatever it is. You've got two ways to get it out of wherever you shot it on your back or dragging it, right? Yeah, and if it's if it's backcountry hunt, you're likely gonna pack it out, and then if you're you know if it's a kind of a midwestern eastern hunt, you're gonna drag it and dragging. Something over a long distance is a special type of hell as well. Yeah, if you've, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, w- I would assume most folks that have listened to this podcast have drug an animal, and like you realize real quick how shitty your anaerobic fucking endurance is when your heart rate, <laughs> your heart rate spikes immediately. Did you throw a little terrain in there? It's miserable, oh. miserable. Yeah. So, or I mean, putting on your back, or if you're a special type of dumbass like yours truly. You do a hybrid carry drag where I strapped an entire antelope to my backpack, but no, it was still see, I, dragging. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I just, yeah, you were slacking on a workout that week, and I'm just going to say you were trying to punish yourself, you know, <laughs> just trying to get get a lot of things out of that other than just oh, uh, just gosh. a hunt. You know? If you guys haven't seen the video, go to my Instagram and watch it. It's on my, like, whatever the stories that stay there are. I left that up there just They're as like a reminder highlights. for my stupidity. They're called highlights there. Okay, highlights. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mr. Influencer. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst Instagram influencer of all time. And uh, <laughs> I'm over here with like 60 followers, and I, yeah, I'm correcting you on Instagram terminology. But, you yeah. should. But didn't pack any water, packed this thing out like an idiot. I was worried about the heat, so I was like, oh, I just got to get it out fast. I made every mistake you can make. But 
you know, I train in a certain way that at least with nut water, I was able to get this thing out and not die. I think I was close to dying, but I didn't die. So that's what matters. <laughs> hey, man, you learned from it, right? I learned from and it. And you're not too fucking proud to sit here and tell people about it? No, absolutely not. I think that... Uh, I think we would be doing everybody a disservice if we didn't talk about this shit. Like, it's very easy to talk about the things that go right, but the things that go wrong. And I think we get that. I mean, it's the same thing in the military, right? Like, that's what we you, you got to learn those hard lessons. And no one gives a shit in AAR about the stuff that went right. No one. Yep. Yeah. No one. You got to, in, in the hot wash, you got to figure out what went wrong and you got to fix it for next time. And, and that was definitely one that, I won't say it went wrong. It was miser- way harder than it needed to be, but it could have gone wrong very quickly. And so that's another reason for us trying to work on this is to set people up for success because with the popularity of the western hunt and the western style of hunting i think that folks can physically get on in over their head very quickly well it happens it yes. happens a lot 100 percent. i mean uh i feel like i'm about to speak ignorantly so forgive me for that but i'm pretty sure that was the we've been speaking ignorantly yeah, well, for that's, dude, that's i've been listening to you speak ignorantly for say, fucking man, 30 got, years that's, brother. that's just me if anyone knows <laughs> that's just me but i'm pretty sure that was like we we fucking frequently reference meat eater and old Steve Ranella, but I'm pretty sure that was why he wrote his survival guide was because like there's been such a their upswing in the Western hunt recently. And there's because of that there's also been a lot of people that get in over their head yep. and that aren't prepared because they aren't educated and because people don't talk about the fucking mistakes that they make and the times they went out there and they made dumbass moves that have almost cost them the ultimate sacrifice. Man, like you. It, you're like I don't want to be cheesy here, but at the end of the day, like you get into some serious backcountry situations, you don't check the weather, a storm rolls in on you, like a, very, a, a number of things can happen, and then you're you're gambling with your life essentially. So, I mean, I, I mean, think it's applicable, dude. It almost happened to me today. Just to talk about to your point about how easy it is to, especially not first timers, like the second, third, fourth, you, you're starting to well, feel it, uncomfortable. It, it, it almost happened to me today, dude. Like. Um, I lost eight pounds of water weight in two and a half hours. Right? And for the record, anything over 3% of your body weight, not good. Like, super not good. Right? Like, I almost threw up in my own, like, bath or bedroom rug that I was laying on while I was waiting for the DoorDash guy to bring me the Lord, <laughs> bring me the Lord's chicken that I ordered Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> but, like, and, like, I should know better. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. my dumb ass only packed, like, one wa- bottle of water for two and a half hours. Right? But, like, that... It's that same mentality that, like, what leads to some of that other stuff that you were talking about. Yeah. Well, that's literally what happened on my antelope hunt is I packed one liter of water because I just anticipated being able to hunt close to the truck. I had a lot of water in the truck, mm-hmm. but I only on my person carried one liter of water. But today on the turkey hunt me and Evan went on, we carried six Plus yeah. more water bottles in the truck, yeah. which we didn't need any well, of it. We didn't carry it. I carried it because you were carrying fucking decoys. But anyway, <laughs> it was lightweight decoys, but yeah, you were carrying them water. But, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that I don't. Th- I think honestly, to like obviously, if you don't know anything as a beginner, you're going to put yourself in a bad situation. But I think what's more dangerous is the folks that are experienced and that do know a lot and that think because like that's when you start being complacent that's like mm-hmm. dude i mean do i say know it. about just bringing water just say complacency kills just get it off your tongue i see you about to choke <laughs> on it it does complacency does kill but <laughs> it, it is a real I actually wasn't going to say that but it is a real thing i mean it's a cliche and i'm like crazy in the army and the military as a whole but it, it, it is cliche because it is real and you see it on deployments, you see it with units, you see it with personnel, you see it with guys going in the backcountry, and it's, you know, dudes that are experienced that, you know, maybe you've gotten yourself out of a bunch of bad situations, and 
you kind of skate by on that, but it only takes that one time. If if I could offer some like actual like tac- not tactical whatever in the army sense of the word, but yeah, like, yeah, I know. Um, uh, ways to like if you know people see, like some people like oh I'm I'm a sweater like I sweat a lot or some people like ah oh, I don't sweat that much like that, that's great but a way to actually like quantify that in a way that it, you to you could apply it to a situation is to do uh, an hour long workout um, that is aerobically based it does not have to be an hour long run it doesn't have to be um, but some you know a medium intensity hour of exertion and weigh yourself before don't consume anything or take uh, any clothes off or anything like weigh yourself exactly uh, how you are but like before and after and then that body weight change is how much you need to consume in fluid every hour like that's like that's your baseline that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense yeah that's, honestly I've never thought about that yeah, that, that makes a ton uh, of sense that's super simple but that makes a lot of sense yeah and then and then ideally you're consuming it with some sort of electrolyte blend or uh, some food that has like some uh, salts and some stuff in it but like that's that's a way to quantify like yo I, I do sweat a lot or I, I don't sweat a lot um, because yeah. like eight ounces of water is a pound um, so okay I lost a pound and a half uh, over this like constant exertion so like uh, I need to consume 12 ounces of water an hour to keep up with my hydration like that's a way to really easily quantify that in a way that like you don't really have to do much to do or to figure out I guess you know that's a that's a great uh, little tip there and that's something that what I really like about what we was actually as as usual, there was not really much of a plan to this podcast other than we we're going to talk about the programming. Um, <laughs> well, we've done that. We, no, exactly. We've done a great job. I mean, I, I, I think, I don't know, I'm pretty biased, right? Um, but I think some of these little metrics and the actual like nitty-gritty of how to measure some of this stuff is, is very good and very beneficial. And then some of the, the bigger picture stuff. And like Pete said, like... W- we're selling this podcast, or not the podcast, excuse me. We're selling the, the program, but it's a free program. So I, ultimately, I don't really give a shit if you guys use it or not. It's going to be there for your reference. If you guys want to use it, great. If you don't, it doesn't bother me in the least. We just want to provide something for folks to have as a baseline. And we're going to work out the kinks. I'm doing it now. We've got to, to probably be clear, six we're other. not selling it. We're pitching it. Yeah, promoting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. promoting. There we go. Promoting. There you go. So, but I mean, whatever. Like, it, we're just kind of. This is basically just to tell you guys. One, Pete's on the team. Welcome to the team, officially, bud. Uh, you're going to be running a lot of our programming going forward as you, you know, start working through your progression as a strength and conditioning coach. And then we're going to continue to uh, hopefully expand this whole thing and. You know, we're going to need your guys' feedback. So as you guys go through, if once we post this, if you guys run through it, tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. Like, all the feedback matters. Tell us your metrics. Keep your data. Like, these were my improvements. This was a, a sustain or an improve or, you know, everything about it because that's what we need, like, one across the board, but definitely with these programming because we want to develop the best stuff for you guys. And if this is something that you guys like and you want more of, you know, we're going to look at expanding the, the program going forward. And, you know, we'll have Pete here, you know, on as kind of our resident program fella, whatever we're going to name him. Pro- program fella. I like that. Pretty that's, official that's title. Yeah. So, uh, 
I've got another big announcement I'm not going to make right now, but it had to do something, and I, I had to fill out some stuff and then put my title. And last night I was sitting there and I was like, just sitting there typing. I was like, owner, CEO, founder, BDE. Like, I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what the f- like, God, man, we are, we are not a uh, not the most high class of organizations. That's for sure. We got to figure out all the titling. I still don't know what I call myself. The, the, I know what I call you, but I don't think I'm going to say on this podcast. Uh, you can say whatever you want on this podcast. <laughs> I don't care. Call With Devin's track record, I don't, I don't know if you, you should give him the, that, that <laughs> yeah. much of a free reign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would probably trust Devin. Caleb does not have that free reign. <laughs> <laughs> and neither does Garrett. <laughs> now, something I do want to say, man, is that – so I hadn't really uh, – been able to plug in with everyone that's on the team and, and, until, uh, you know, got officially brought in uh, here a couple weeks ago. And I got to say, I'm very, like, overwhelmingly impressed by the community that you've formed here and the, like, quality of people that you've brought in. Um, whether it's, uh, I mean, really dudes from all uh, – like not walks of life, but like all various like strengths, whether it's uh, in uh, like everything from investing to like strongman to uh, like dudes crushing it in the, the, you know, various aspects of the military or hunting world. Like uh, there's just, everyone brings something to the table um, in, in the, their thing that they're, they're kind of excel at um, and, and really exciting to see as we continue to, build everything um how everything that we're currently bringing to the table for each other right now how how that can kind of continue to to be more like outwardly focused um because i know i've already learned a lot um just from from spitballing uh back and forth with with everyone on like the chat and stuff so yeah and that's something that i i've really wanted that was my overall goal because that's how i mean that's literally and and evan can attest because he's literally been by my side since the beginning him and perry literally like the beginning of our lives but to the beginning and the inception of hle was it started as a group of dudes at our hunting camp just hanging out swapping stuff talking about hunting and lifting and eating because that's the shit we did it wasn't we didn't call it that I just happened to call my Instagram that because I'm an idiot, and those were the only three things I do in life, really, uh, or I did at the time. But, I mean, that's literally what kind of what our lives focused around, and then it's grown, and we've built it, and we've brought more and more folks in, and we've brought folks you know, in that have that value add and are like-minded, and we're very selective. I, I get messages all the time about folks that want to come on and join, and like, I don't have an ambassadorship program. Like, I don't really like that term. Um, I am looking to build a like team program that's separate than what we've got now. Like we're always going to have the core guys. I, I don't know how I'm going to name it, the naming convention for everything, but I'm going to have something where like folks that want to be a part of HLE, but like I don't know personally that aren't like the boys, like can still be a part of it. And I want that to have a lot of value add. I want to build a community. I want to build something where there's you know development in the you know hunting lifting eating sphere but also in personal investing financing like everything is we can just like attack the holistic person to expand and we're working on that it's just slow because time and we're trying to do a hundred things at once right now and we're all over the place and uh it it is in the works i mean I, i think i had fucking six messages about that last week but um i appreciate the folks that want to be a part of it like sit tight it is coming 
Um, but right now, what you guys can do is what I've done in the, the interim is I developed, developed, I clicked create a group on Facebook, uh, the Hunt Leaf Deep Forum. And that's, that's kind of my vision is to take what we have for our group chat, you know, with us internally, is to have the Hunt Lift Deep Forum, which is that for like the public that follow us on Facebook. I know a lot of people are getting off Facebook, but until we have something better, that's just what we're going to use. And it's, it's literally for that. It's folks to bounce ideas, to share what they're doing. And it, we're starting to get that, and it's gaining some traction. I mean, it's not huge. I don't ever expect it to be huge, right? I would rather have a smaller community of, like, hardcore good people than one of these pages that's 10,000 fucking strong, and they're all assholes and just want to shit on people. Like, the number one rule on the page is, like, don't be a dick. Like, if you have a question, if you have a suggestion, if you have a recipe, like, share that shit, and, like, you're going to be supported by the community. So... Yeah, I mean, that's, community is, I mean, it's kind of a buzzword, but that's literally all, like, everything I do around this is really around community, and I want to continue to build that, and I think, I think we're doing it, and it's blown me away, the messages I get, and everybody's phenomenal, so it, it's awesome. Dude, on that note, and this is something I wanted to say anyway, um, as we launch this, and I think, I don't know when you're going to publish this one in particular, this podcast, uh, in relation to when we're actually going to hang the program. Uh, this will actually be pro- this will be pretty quick. So this one's going to come out. It's Friday. This one will be p- published next Thursday. Okay. Well, then the program is going to come out the week after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. June first is when we're going to look to hang this. Yeah. So, something like that. Like yeah. don't don't lock us in. Yeah, sorry, no, don't quote me on that. But yeah, yeah, but it, some, somewhere <laughs> around June first, uh, we we, we want to do it on the first of June. Uh, Got to be a discussion on it. Honestly, we probably will hang it on the first of June, and you guys are just going to have to scrounge for videos on some of these exercises and then eventually we'll start to build out our own HLE internal exercises. Would it, would it be worth and this is me just like right now spitballing but would it be worth just like trying to like some of the stuff that, I mean obviously everyone knows push up everyone knows step up I think right but the, the stuff that doesn't would it be worth just putting like a little blur underneath it like grab sandbag and push over yeah like, for like, sure like a little written thing yeah, without yeah, that's a, fair. would that yeah i don't know how much time so that i can take, personally but. guarantee that everything is googleable okay like like yeah. every single thing i on can there too is googleable. yeah, yeah everything um, that i know on this program is because i googled it when i was doing the different influences on this from you know yeah in my previous but what i want to say to anyone that's going to do this because i've used this i already hit on in the podcast like the public declaration of goals like uh, like hit me up on Instagram or uh, I'll throw my email a per- little personal email out there uh, and, and if, if you're gonna like if, if this is like a big step for you and you're, you don't know if like this is gonna be something that that you have the like chutzpah uh, to see all the way through it's a Yiddish word yeah I was gonna say like throw it up on your Instagram story uh, shoot me an email and like I will like personally follow up with you and make sure that one you're getting what what we promise you out of it and, and, and two to I want you to know that I will follow up with you because um, it fires me up to see people anyone that wants to take um, like a personal journey for themselves like that fires me up and to tell a story about that right now the steamboat marathon that i'm about to run my little sister um hillary was signed up for the half marathon canceled it the steamboat marathon canceled it sorry they made it virtual uh, which, which is the dumbest thing on the planet yeah, should just don't cancel get it up on that again yeah. i'm not yeah. trying to hear that tangent oh, now virtual gosh. virtual i've run two virtual freaking marathons and that just means you're running by yourself if like, i wanted to run by myself for 26 <laughs> miles that's what i would have <laughs> fucking yeah. done 
but 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 she was she, so she was signed up for the half marathons virtual and she was thinking about and she was like ah what do I do now like the only other option is a 10k in the marathon and I was like we'll run the marathon and she was like wow and mind you like, athletic background played basketball and ran cross country in high school never probably run more than like six or seven miles uh, when she signed up for for the for the marathon and I, I was like just run the marathon and she was like well but I don't know if I can and I was like yeah no you can't right now but you will be able to and then sure enough two weeks ago ran a half marathon on her own as part of the training progression uh to to get to the marathon she's probably gonna beat me in this damn thing um and the moral of the story is if you don't think you can do something if you uncertain if you can do something just raise the bar raise your own bar and uh and and then tell people you're doing it and the, the the combination of those two things is really powerful set your sights higher and then actually like have an accountability system and then she already was unsure if she could run a half marathon raised her bar told me about it and then ended up running a half marathon on her own one saturday as a part of the training progression yeah, right like yeah. right. <laughs> i mean it makes a lot of sense i mean there's a reason like when people say like set your goals set your goals higher right Cause yeah then, then if you miss your goal you're still you're you're still at a at a very respectable place, so to speak, right? But if you set your goals super low, mm-hmm. and then you miss your goal, what happened? You're just fucking to just speak plainly. You're at the bottom, you know. Like so, and actually, dude, that's a good on on that on that. So when I originally conceived the whole like 1,500 pounds four hour marathon thing, my you know you know what my original goal was was to finish a marathon and total 1,300 pounds. Yeah, and. I, I forgot what podcasts I read or book I listened to, and it was literally this advice right here. And it was like, no, screw that. Like, yeah. like, lick, just raise the bar. Yeah. And then, sure enough, very first time I did it was in whatever end of October, totaled thirteen eighty eight and ran a four hour and nineteen minute marathon. All of which was higher than I had originally conceived in the first place. Yeah. Because I didn't achieve the goal that I set out to do, but I blew my original goal like well out of the water just just because I raised the bar dude so many people self-select man it's yeah. something it, it, like this stuff gets me fired up because it's it, it goes back to a, a lot of conversations that me and Luke and Perry have had over several beers at the hunting cabin when we should be sleeping because we got to get up to hunt like, last <laughs> like night last night yeah <laughs> 5 a.m. came real early this morning yeah we went to bed at, hunt. after one and we were going to get up at four and Luke was like nah, let's do five and I was like alright but yeah, it, but you know, there, there's three hours sounds way worse than oh, four hours dude. of sleep. <laughs> but but so many people self-select. So many people self-select and like, no, I'm not gonna do like, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna do it because you know, like I, whatever bullshit excuse. But I I'm a firm believer in set the bar high and then be willing to accept failure too. Like yeah. also like don't don't. Beat yourself up, but to in a healthy way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't beat yourself up to the point where it causes detriment to yourself, to where you're not going to pursue any other goals. But set your fucking bars high yeah. and be willing to accept failure, because then guess what? That failure is still higher yeah. than like the the median, the average, if you yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. If you 10x your goal, yeah, exactly, and you only meet half that, you 5x your yeah. your freaking progress. All right, Grant Cardone. No, dude, dude it's so okay. Ten times. Sorry, I don't know. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I'm just, dude. I, I agree. Just I, I believe. Yeah, you, yeah. You're just a big money poser. Yeah, yeah you I, and Grant. 
Yeah. <laughs> Grant really is. Yeah, I mean, he is, yeah. I don't have the jet. I should start taking pictures in front of a jet. And have, like, a deer and a yeah, jet. the jet or the jawline. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, on, on that same note, like, it, I think it's valid across the board with everything, right? So, I with the entrepreneurship thing, with launching your own business, your own podcast, like, anything you want to do... You can do it. That's the ice maker. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, we're, we're sitting in my kitchen right now. The ice maker kicks on every once in a while. So, sorry, fellas. Listeners, females, whoever listens. We're like 95% male, I'm pretty sure. But, but yes, like, there's so much self-selection in that. And there's so many people that are like, oh, like, I had this idea. Like, how, how many times do we hear that? Like, oh, I had that idea first. Dude, let me ask you this question. How many times when people ask you what you do and you're like, oh, I'm in the military, you know, you kind of choke on it, and they're like, oh, well, I was going to join, but fucking X, Y, Z. Like, oh, dude, yeah, for sure, right. 100%. I'm not trying to be that guy, but at the same time, like, dude, I don't care. I don't care why you didn't almost join. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but at the same yeah. time, like, dude, you're you're just, I don't know. I just don't understand no, that. No one, that no one cares what I, to extrapolate that. No one cares why you didn't do yeah, something. No. Exactly. Like across yeah. the board, whether it's yeah, the, the military, only reason, whether it's the only anything. reason to vocalize that thought is to yeah. try to basically explain your guilt and like to try to get someone to yeah. rationalize your guilt behind not doing something. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't care. Yeah. Like, it's, like, I don't. And it's the same thing with you hear folks like how many times when like something new comes out, someone's like, "Oh, I had that idea." It's like, well, what'd you do about it? Exactly, you lost a fucking opportunity. Bro. Yep, go cry some ideas else. <laughs> are fucking worthless, and I'm an idea guy. Like, yeah, you are. I am an idea guy. Evan will attest, like my entire life. But at a certain point, you have to actualize on those fucking ideas. If you all you do is have ideas and you have these big grandiose plans and you don't figure it the fuck out, like we fumble fuck, and by we I mean me, I fumble fuck my way through this entire process podcasting, apparel, branding, websites. I don't know any of this. I'm still bad at all of it. However, being <laughs> bad but doing is better than being great and well, not doing. Well, guess what? You're, I don't know a whole lot of people that... there's. Let me rephrase. There's very few people that can just start something and be great at it. Absolutely. There, I mean, look at Michael Jordan. He, what, he, did, he didn't make the fucking high school basketball team or yeah. something? like. There's that, like, meme that goes around. Not meme, but, like, the printed, what I don't know what the fuck we call this shit these days. But it's like, you know, your first podcast is going to suck. Your first article is going to suck. Your first, you know, all these laundry list of things are going to suck. But you can't be great until you just do. And I remember seeing that. It was after I launched uh, Hunt, Lift, Eat. And I've talked about this in the past on previous episodes. But um, the amount of time it took me to actually like launch HLE to the time it took me to commit to HLE to launch like the full line to the time it took me like when, when we decided to make a podcast it was in like the first of December three weeks later we were doing episodes yeah. and so like it's that once you decide to do something just fucking do it just do it like it and you know what easy. also like it's be not, prepared it, to it take is. it on the chin and if it fails fucking either fix it and try it again or be like you know what it was worth a shot it's that like, don't let the fear of failure deter you from trying something. Yeah, I talk about getting a little preachy here, I think. It's, really, I mean, it's, but it's I think it's important, though, it because this is stuff I wish I had been told when I was 18 and 19 because I could have started on this journey earlier. Well, dude. You yeah. know, I could have learned all this stuff earlier, and it's that failing forward. Like, don't... I, I, I mean, I'll be the first to say is, like, I'm the kind... I was the kid growing up that, like, 
I was pretty decent. Medio- I was above mediocre at a lot of things. So, like, I didn't really see a lot of failure, you know, like... And so I think I had some of that inherent, like, fear of that failure when you're doing... Like, you don't... T- you're like, oh, I'm going to take a little risk, but not, like, a huge risk. Because I don't really know what this is like. But, like, dude, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, nobody gives a shit. Like, if you if you make a podcast and nobody listens to it, nobody's going to know because they didn't fucking listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is, I think, super pertinent to this is uh, be cautious of advice it's coming from people that haven't done what you want to do. Yeah, dude, so oh real. My God, they, uh, right? The financial like, thing. The, the podcast, yeah. The yeah, financial Talked thing. about that. Like, oh don't God. take advice financially from people that aren't where you want to be financially, right? And that's everybody that's their parents. And, like, we, I talked about this before. Is like, I, and this isn't a slight on anybody because I understand the trepidation from, like, my friends and family, right? Like, but I will tell you, there wasn't a single person who was all in on hunt lifting. Nobody was like, go do it. They were like, sure you want to do that? Like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to sell hats? Like, what? I think I just kept giving you shit about taking selfies in the deer stand. That's all I focused on. <laughs> yeah, you, you were pretty anti-Instagram, which is hilarious because now you're trying to grow your Instagram profile. I'm not <laughs> trying to grow it. I just have it. There's no intent to try to grow it. Well, my dude, my first um, home buys is one of my investment properties now and has been the single best... This is the single most fruitful uh, decision I've ever made with my money, like, ever in my adult life. Like, by, like, a factor of, like, three or four. Yeah. And I had numerous people say to me, like, are you sure you want this house? Yeah, bro, I mean... Like, and it has blown everything else out of the water. Um, Because, but none of those people themselves had actually ever taken that step. Man, the the thing that lit the fire under my ass with... uh, the financial world and I know you already kind of had this podcast which I, I love I don't, I don't know if I got the listens that the other ones do but I fucking loved it mm-hmm. but what lit the fire under my ass the financial world man is I was listening to a podcast and I couldn't tell you what podcast it was because at that time in my life I was just like basically shuffling podcasts and anything and mm-hmm. just letting shit stick because I was whatever um, but this this guy asked a thought provoking question and I loved it and he was like dude how much money he was like if someone gives you a, a million dollars and the only thing you can do with that million dollars is put it in a bank account. How much is it worth? You can't pull it out. You can't spend it. How much is it worth? And the guy was like, it's worth a million dollars. like, no, it's fucking not. It's not worth anything because mm. it's just a number sitting in your mm. phone, on your computer, when you go to the bank, however you check your bank account, it's just a number. It's not tangible. It's not real until you make it real. And so, like, people have this false insecurity with sitting on cash, with sitting on whatever, and it goes back to, and in the same same podcast, I'm not, we don't have to get into the weeds on this, um, but it dude, like it lit such a fire under my ass. And in the same podcast, they were talking about, think about all the people that have given you advice financially your entire life. And it's not that I love my parents, man. I, have, I grew up great. I know your parents, obviously, because they're my fucking aunt and uncle, you know? Like, <laughs> great, great parents. Y'all but, met. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've met a time or two. Great parents, great people. Teachers. I had phenomenal teachers. I never had one millionaire in my childhood from the time that I started, like, developing. Let's, let's just say, like, around fifth grade, is, in my opinion, kind of mm-hmm. when you start to, like, see these little patterns, you start to notice things about your parents that you didn't when you're, like, my daughter's three. She doesn't have any idea where the food comes from. Type, You know what I'm saying? Like, you start to notice these <laughs> the things. The fridge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
the, I never had a millionaire give me advice. My father was pretty successful, you know. I didn't mm-hmm. know it, but um, but I never had someone who was extremely wealthy, mm-hmm. the rich, give me advice. And they talked about it in this podcast, and I think about it. All your mentors that tell you how to guide your life are poor. And I'm not saying that as a derogatory term, but I'm saying they don't have financial freedom. Yep. They don't when when I when I think of poor versus rich, if you will, is financial freedom. Not having to rely on a job, I'm putting air quotes for the listeners that can't see me, to sustain your life. Passive income, financial freedom, right? And to attain that, in my opinion, you are financially wealthy you are rich okay so like and dude this podcast lit such a fire under my ass and it goes back to that whole conversation we're having it's it, it's so applicable across the spectrum as you said the holistic mindset whether yeah. your your physical health your mental health your financial health man it's just it's, it's all one and you can't really talk about it all in a vacuum right because like yeah. i mean obviously this started about programming and fitness and the the fitness plays such a key role in all of it because your fitness influences how you feel it influences your mental health it influences your ability to pursue your goals and your dreams your passions but then the financial stuff does as well so it's all this like this positive feedback i talk about negative feedback loops a lot like this that's a positive feedback loop as you start to build this stuff Mm -hmm. right and even if like something starts to slip right like it falls off like oh i six weeks and the desert i haven't worked out but you still have these positive things Mm -hmm. it maintains that positive mindset and that forward progress and that feedback loop Mm -hmm. and going in the right direction and so the positive to plug a book here and i know like me and you both read this book and we were both recommended this book by the same person and you 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 weren't a a massive fan of it but i know you took some stuff away from it i liked it a lot um and the reason i liked it is because it's it's it does it basically gives you that foundation it's what you're talking about it's called the miracle morning the Miracle Morning Millionaire, I believe. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, it's a phenomenal book. And basically it talks about that. It's, it's, it's that rhythmic mindset. It's that routine. It's that getting up at 6.30 when you don't have to, but you do it and you do it. You're, you're starting your day in a positive manner. You're getting up an hour and a half before your family, before whatever, and you're eating right. You're doing 20 minutes of stretching, meditation, whatever. It's that mental health. It's that physical health. It's that emotional health. It's that you taking you time to start your day. And the people that do that, man, are, I'm talking like the numbers are insane. It's, I don't want to throw out arbitrary numbers, but it's fucking high. Like 86% percent of all statistics are made up on the spot. Which is why I'm not going to throw out some statistics. <laughs> <laughs> I made so up the 86%. Made up. But it's ridiculous. Like the number of people that have this mindset mm-hmm. and do that are successful. When we talk about success with financial goals, life goals, family goals, mental goals, physical goals, and it just snowballs, man. Yeah. And it just feeds off of each other. Yeah, the Pete and I have talked about, and we both have the book, and it's it's not a book you just like sit down and read lightly, but it's The Tools for Titans by Tim Ferriss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Ferriss, obviously, a hyper-efficient individual and sells borderline gimmicky books. But like, there's a lot of really, really positive nuggets. Honestly, four-hour work weeks with, uh, lit the fire on my ass to launch Hunt, Lift, Eat. But... Ferris has a so lot. So you work more than four hours a week at Hunt Lift Eat. Though. I work significantly <laughs> more. Um, I did. I do not do what he says. He Apply would say selectively. I, he would. He would say that I need to drop ship all this and, and outsource everything. But this is kind of a side tangent. But like, I, I think 
a, a brand, especially something with ours, which is I want to build around community, it loses something when it's drop shipped, right? Well, like, yeah, but it's not as personal. It's yeah. personal, man. You're, you're, you're doing I don't ever see the product. I don't see any of it. Like, I, I personally or my wife personally, you know, makes every single order. So, like, I think that's important for, I don't know. It, that's neither here nor there. So, like, talking about, the, like, what Tim Ferriss has done is he has a very successful podcast, uh, interviews the highest functioning individuals on the planet. And what he did with this book was basically take all the lessons learned and the commonalities and, and put them in this book. And, I mean, the book's, like, six inches thick. Yeah, yeah it's fat. It's, it's a fat book. And uh, it's thick with a couple C's. And it's not the one that you just sit down and read, Damn but it's one you, you flip <laughs> <Yeah>. through. <laughs> you flip through it, and you you pull out some nuggets here and there, and you start to see like the patterns and the and the things that you see along these people. And some of it's like you know you don't have to be jocko. You don't have to wake up at four a.m. every fucking morning. I don't wake up at four a.m. Like fuck that. But waking up at at a certain time consistently, like not sleeping in till noon, uh, having the routine. You get up. You you do this. You do that. You you. you Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's reading the paper. Whatever. It doesn't have to be. There's no, like, secret. It's whatever is your personality and what you're interested in, right? Some people don't like to read, so they use audiobooks. But whatever the personal development is, you've got to build this I can't read, in. so I use audiobooks. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a Allegheny County, North Carolina, public education right there. Shout out Allegheny Hot Trojans, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, sponsored by the, the condom company, you know, because <laughs> the uh, teen pregnancy rate was so high. Oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Shots fired. I'm not that far off. Um, I might have to edit that out. I might leave it. We'll see how I'm feeling. But <laughs> but we say, we say all this, and we're, we're kind of rambling a little bit here, but it really comes down to making that personal choice to develop yourself, to move forward, to make those positive changes, and to like circle back to everything. I think the fitness thing is really the cornerstone of that because I think once you start getting your physical fitness right it really helps with your mental health and it helps with positive aspects in the rest of your life I know when I miss workouts or I miss weeks and I get in my funks when I'm not working out I'm more of a head case than I am when I, I'm in a consistent fitness routine 100%. well again in that book that I referenced Miracle Morning Millionaire it talks about there are very few very few obese millionaires very few mm. yeah, that's something cool. I never thought about but like look at it. Th- think about one Obese. I'm not talking about heavy. I'm talking about obese millionaire that you can think of. It's huh. a mindset. Huh. Well, public fit. I mean, actually, a million, a million bucks doesn't get you as far as it used to. No, but it's but, still but, like, but like, yeah. Not right now with the 4.2 percent yeah, inflation yeah, well, rate. That's a that's a good point, though. It's a good point. It, it goes back <laughs> to that mindset, man. And if you're willing to get up and you're willing to grind at the gym, you're, you're willing to get up and you're willing to grind in your personal life, your family life, and it, again, it snowballs. And I it's love indicative that. Of it other lit things, such yeah. a fucking fire under my ass, man. And I, dude, I would be the first to admit, in my adult life, my early twenties, I lived paycheck to paycheck, and it was mm. hell. Mm. It was stupid. Why? That's very typical of an of an enlisted man like yourself, you lowborns. Oh, <laughs> oh, dude, don't get me started. Uh, officer bashing two uh, fucking assholes. Well, no, to your, to your point though. So, and th- and this is what I love about um, running in particular. Uh, well, to be clear, I don't love running. It's not great. No, uh, but. The, because <clears throat> people who say they love people can make excuses why not to weight lift or why not to run or whatever um, you can make financial no, I don't want to say excuses there's reasons like gyms can be expensive um, 
you you must you you don't like you literally only have to own a pair of shoes to go run that's that's why it's so powerful to me um and if you don't if you think that what the name put like name your list of goals that you don't think you could achieve in your life whether they're financial or other like anything and then take a step back and be like and, and set a mark on the wall that is a physical goal of yours that you don't think you can achieve and then chase after that and ignore all those other like big goals whether it's to make a million bucks in a year or to go uh, whatever it, like to, on a year round vacation to around the world what, like literally anything that you think is unachievable put all that aside set a physical goal first that you previously thought was unachievable and I guarantee you you'll start your mindset will start to shift so much Dude, that you start to make progress yeah. on all that other shit it's, it's so fucking powerful man and I think we're preaching but I think it's worth kind of it's so that like that mindset that transition just making that small change in your life mm-hmm. is so fucking powerful man and, and because it's like oh I didn't think and I'm not talking like, oh, I'm going to go out and finish the turkey trot this Thanksgiving. Screw that. No. Make it a half marathon. Yeah. And, and, and previously, up to that point, I guarantee you, you'd be like, nah, I didn't think I could run And it doesn't marathon. even have to be that extreme, dude. The, the guy that's that's extremely out of shape, never lifted a finger, like physically, like, I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to lose 50 pounds this year. I don't care how I have to do it. I'm going to do it. You know, it's, it's well, whatever it's whatever it is. Find that goal. It's... It's I want to go from living paycheck to paycheck to having a thousand dollar savings account. It doesn't matter. Like whatever that goal is, set it and work your fucking ass off towards it, and it snowballs. And mm-hmm. once you get that that endorphin release, that that mm-hmm. satisfaction of achieving that goal, mm-hmm. man, it I don't I don't think there's anything more powerful. Because it's like you unlock that, and this is the first thing is when because and I, I when people when I see like memes and stuff on Instagram is like why. Like, uh, do people, you know, realize you don't have to, like, run marathons or whatever or, or do stuff yeah. like that? I'm like, well, I consider it a privilege to be able to, like, achieve. Yeah. Like, because cause y- uh, you you start to think to yourself, like, oh, I didn't think I could do that before. Like, what else do I think that I couldn't do that I probably actually could do because you, like, unlocked this little, like, power up. And you're like, huh. Like, I didn't think I could do that and I just did yeah. it. So, like, what else in my life, like does that apply to like anyway well I think um, that I got two things I got one from the previous thing but what you just said there really resonated with when you see the stuff on Instagram that's like do people realize they don't have to run marathons and I, I think that's a, a per, pervasive issue within society as a whole now which we're very comfort based we're path of least resistance we're living comfortably it's instant gratification it's there's, there's all these things, and we could really break down, and I could go into a lot of different tangents on this, but I think it comes down to, like, when you look at yourself in the mirror, am I here to be comfortable, or am I here to push myself and achieve whatever the hell I can achieve? And I'll tell you, and, like, not to get, like, too, like, weird and sentimental and shit, but, like, I'm sitting here, I've got a, oh, shit, you know what we haven't announced yet on the podcast? It's a fucking boy, let's go! Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't announced that shit yet. But anyways, so it's a boy. Um, so I'm sitting here thinking about, like, I've got a son on the way, he's, right? He's talking about his kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not my sexual identity. Not his identity. own gender. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the new Cox uh, family member. <laughs> the, the newest HLA team, team member is going to be a boy. But, you know, you sit here and you start to look at things maybe a little differently. And it's like, am I here to 
you know, do the bare minimum or be comfortable or, or whatever else, or is it that I'm here to push myself and achieve the highest level of success that I can achieve? And once you make that decision, that's when you can start like figuring it out. Like, okay, so what do I need to do to do that? Okay, I'm going to set some goals. I'm going to set these goals. How do I achieve these goals? And I think that's the problem. Like we, we sit here and we talk about these lofty goals, but what we also need to address is how do you get there? And it's, it's something that is so simple, and it's like everybody's heard it, but it's like how the fuck do you eat an elephant? So let me, let me jump in. One bite at a time. Right? Yeah. Let, me, let me finish this real quick. And it's you've got to break it down into small enough doses. And it's the same thing when you're going through something shitty. You know, Maybe that's in the military for us or it's something else. It's like how do you get through it? one repetition at a time you focus on that one thing in the smallest piece so it's yeah. not the fact that you know and obviously i'm not, not going to do it in june but even in the fall when i decided when well, i'm going to do the marathon but like training for this it's very lofty for me but it's like if i think about running 26 miles it's fucking it's pretty scary like i'm, I'm not a runner i hate running never run further than 10 miles in my life okay but i can run at six I can run 10 if i can run 10 i can run 12 i can run 12 i can run 14 and you start breaking it down that way and that, that's the same with everything. If it's getting out of debt, if it's building the business, Agreed. if it's mm. anything you do. And that's how I break down my life. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I hit these little achievement points, little checkpoints, and then that's how you build that bigger goal. And I think that's important. I think it's extremely important. I love what you freaking said. And that was kind of what I was going to say is, but I think there's a in my opinion here, I think there's a little bit of a twist. And you have that lofty goal. So for you, it's the marathon. That's not but, really a goal. I'm just going to do it because I said I'm going right, well, to you, do it. You, you, to, use, to use your terms that you just used, lofty goal. Whatever yeah, absolutely. it is. Marathon, debt, fucking lose 50 pounds, earn $100,000. I don't, I don't, whatever the lofty goal is, okay, accept it. Don't, I'm not saying forget it, but kind of put it on the back burner. Make it there. But now, okay, what's the, what's the first step goal to achieve that? Run one mile if you've never ran a mile before. Yeah, 100%. Okay, now I'm going to do that twice a week. Okay, now I'm going to do two miles three times a week. And you increase, and you increase, and you increase, and you increase. And it's it's not it's not shooting. It's like, I don't I don't know. Help me out here, Pete. I, like, it's, it's not it's it's immediately inter- going for the, the fucking home run. Yeah, it's the in- it's incremental progression yeah, exactly. towards that goal. And it, and it, it needs to be it's in the, a deliberate and it, What it also way. does yeah. is it, it goes back to that mindset of making your bed every day. It's a small win first yeah. thing. It's a small victory that you build upon. You know, and it, it's just so fundamental mm-hmm. with that mental strength turns into physical strength, it turns into financial strength, it turns into emotional strength. Dude, like, you said like that little bit thing, like but when I said I was gonna run my first marathon it was a little over a year ago and I did I like didn't know how to do it and I just backtracked from like I was like crying, I'm four months out and I literally just did math and was like I'm gonna add ten percent every week until I get there. So I was like the week before that is 20 whatever like total miles and then backtrack and I was like alright this week I gotta run 4 miles and next week I ran 4.4 total next week I ran yeah and, and, and like literally just I was like I don't know how to do this but I'm just gonna I know I can probably do 10% every week additionally and then boom like got there uh, learned a hell of a lot on the way by the way, also not the most efficient way to do that. But like, but I got there, right? Like works, to your point, man. yeah, it yeah. worked. It, it freaking worked, yeah. But it made it attainable for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was super attainable exactly. and achievable. Because yeah. you, you start taking that bite at a time. And I use that, and it's silly, right? How do you eat an elephant? Like, nobody eats elephants. It's, it's kind of a dumb little thing. But 
To me, well, I don't know why. That is, that is always I'm stuck. Sure some, someone has eaten an elephant before. Yes. There's <laughs> folks in Africa to, that yeah, eat elephants. Yeah, you can see the look this... of this... The look of disgust. Yeah. Sorry, the look of disgust Luke just gave. There we go. There's a talk twister for Fucking you. smart asses. The, <laughs> the whiskey's starting to talk with these two, but I don't even remember what the fuck I was saying now. You Eating guys, elephants. Eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you start with the hind quarter, or are you more of a trunk guy? I'm a, a trunk, trunk guy. guy. Yeah, I can tell you right. He's a trunk guy. Yeah. Definitely a trunk guy. Oh, my God. All right. This is what it's like, by the way, for you guys in our team chat. As you try to do some, like, as we try to have, like, real discussions, it just gets derailed constantly. But anyways, so with that, I, th- I think it's it's something that has always resonated with me. Because anytime I get overwhelmed with a lot of things, I think people get overwhelmed, right? We've got a lot of stuff. We're, we're in the age of information and stimuli. You have stimuli coming everywhere. And it's something that I feel like we don't talk about that much. But, like, you've got stuff coming every which way. Think about it. I mean, I'm sitting here... On a Friday that I had off today, and I've gotten so many fucking texts from our signal chats from fucking work. You know, like, it just never stops. We're we're constantly getting this shit, like, thrown at us. And so, I think, folks, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And so, like, how do you deal with that? And it's and then how do you deal with that with your personal goals, your professional goals, all of the, your family stuff? Yeah. And it's one bite at a time. I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to focus on it. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to have these incremental changes. And I'm going to knock it out in an attainable fashion very deliberately. And once you start to do that and you break it down, it becomes significantly less overwhelming. And I think that's important. Uh, But I think it's extremely important. And I don't want to counter what we were talking about earlier with setting your goals high. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I I, I don't want there to be, like, any sort of confusion on the message you're trying to send. Yeah, because it can goals are high. Exactly. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. But getting there is deliberate and small. Exactly. Exactly. So your your goal is super fucking high, whatever it is, podcast, small business, whatever. Be prepared to fail. Have that in the back of your mind. Like, but fail not, forward. Not, not fail in the sense of like telling yourself you're going to fail. But how am I going to rebound? How am I going to fix that? You know, like having that mindset and then set those small attainable goals to achieve it. So I feel like it's important to kind of break that down. We're not saying, because we kind of said the opposite. Like set the, yeah. set the goal high. Well, they can still sound make, like it's the opposite, yeah, at least yeah, at first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is actually exactly why when Luke and I were talking about the length of the program, like how long should it be? And he said we were talking six, eight. 12 weeks whatever like how long does it really take to 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 get to a level where you could really see some results and we actually settled on four deliberately yep. for that exact reason is because that's the chunk that's attainable for like whatever it is like four weeks 28 days it, that's a habit forming length of time that is attainable it's like 20 is it 23 days yeah, to form a habit, twenty something days, little more than three habit, weeks yeah. To, yeah. to form a habit, and then that, that was exactly we talked about that, and we talked about to me at least, and like you know, I try to put myself in like everybody's shoes when when I think about this stuff, and it's like okay, to me a month I can do a month of anything. I've done a month of carnivore, I've done a month of fucking uh, no booze, done a month. You know, you, you can do it a month. A month is easy. It's four yeah. weeks. Like you can do four weeks, and so it's like it's a four week program. But then like. You're in that four-week program. I think like you've got the three weeks to build the habit, and you got that last week where I feel like you've got some momentum. And now mm-hmm. it's like, I need more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know? but, and that's what me and you talked about. And I, I think it's perfect. Because then if somebody once is like, that was really shitty, I'm going to do it again. Fucking do it again. Do it again, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. 
But I mean, we're way beyond. It's it's kind of funny. We we almost talked about not doing one tonight uh, because everybody was tired, and we went forty five minutes longer than we planned on, uh, which is fairly typical at this point. This is one of our longer podcasts, but I think it's been good. I think it's been uh, pretty pretty solid stuff. So we'll go ahead and start wrapping it up. Evan, what do you got for closing comments? Yeah, nothing nothing more than just super stoked to be here in Colorado with you, man. I mean, it was great bringing bringing my daughter out here, having that experience with y'all. Uh, obviously, we uh, we definitely did not get up with the sun to chase turkeys this morning, but it was still fucking phenomenal to get out there. Like it was my first time uh, being on public land to hunt. Granted, I wasn't carrying a rifle, um, or sorry, wasn't carrying a shotgun, wasn't carrying a firearm. I was carrying a camera in, in the event. But dude, just scouting, doing what we did today, like it was phenomenal. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my my big thing. It's just good to finally get the Colorado trip after a lot of discussion about it since before you ever even moved here I'm finally making that happen with both of our (laughs) extremely uh, difficult work schedules to plan around yeah it was awesome this morning was a lot of fun obviously we didn't have any success we found one track uh, looked pretty old but I mean just seeing new new ground new territory new part of Colorado I'd never been to we had a great long drive through some really cool country i mean antelope potential for hunting season when it comes yeah. time for antelope season saw a lot of antelope a lot of doves i mean it did some you know it wasn't successful from the turkey standpoint but it, in my opinion it was a successful morning for sure but pete what do you got man um super stoked to join the team um uh love what we got going on here and, and to reiterate uh when we publish a program in this podcast uh every person that starts it like you can personally reach out to me on instagram at pw sunderland uh p-w-s-u-n-d-e-r-l-e-n-d or if you don't have instagram social media pw sunderland at gmail.com and if you don't think you can do it and you don't have anyone that's going to hold you accountable reach out to me and i promise you that i will give you feedback um i will listen to your feedback and that I will serve as a source of accountability for you because I want to see every single one of you guys succeed. That's great stuff, man. And, you know, I just want to say welcome to the team. Uh, this is like the first official announcement. You've been on the team for a couple of weeks now, but I think you're 100% value add and definitely glad to have you. I mean, obviously you've been contributing for a while to the podcast and we've been buddies for a long time. So it's, it's awesome. You're teaching me a lot. And, I mean, it, it, it's great stuff, dude. Uh, everybody actually real quick evan what's you want to spit out your uh instagram where everybody can follow you yeah, you already threw it out but i'll throw it out again it's uh evan. i think only the ladies uh wrote it down that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know man the, the dude in the subway today told me i had pretty eyes but <laughs> pretty mouth boy <laughs> <laughs> nice and deep lock get in there <laughs> but yeah so on uh, instagram it's evan.d.eisner i-s-n-e-r uh and then i am on facebook but just do it on instagram yeah, if you guys uh, want to talk to him on Facebook, honestly, the Hunt Left Eat Forum is probably the best place to do that on the Facebook group, so join that. Yeah, for real. Well, let me piggyback off that. So the Hunt Lift Eat Forum has been phenomenal. Like, recipes, tips, like, I use it as an admin. Um, I know Luke uses it. Perry uses it. Like, a lot of the team members use it. Like, it's great advice from a lot of a lot of people, man. So if y'all are listening, even if you don't think you're going to use it, just, just get on there and, and check it out. Yeah, for sure. And I've had a lot of folks recently, kind of weirdly, it's how things tend to happen in clumps, which I don't really understand. There's probably some psychological thing there. But a lot of folks have asked about Perry and his Instagram. 
if you haven't listened to all the episodes, Perry refuses to get an Instagram because he's a pain in my ass. Uh, and so if you want to talk to Perry and like have some of that interaction, literally the only place to do it is going to be on the Home Lefty forum. So if you we could to- we could give out Perry's personal cell phone number. I'm willing to do that. <laughs> Yeah, his address and his like work email too. Maybe not his address. You know, I, I respect my niece and nephew more than I respect him. So. That's, that's factually. I do care about the kids. So. Yeah. But the phone number, yeah. that would be hilarious. Fuck Perry, you know? <laughs> Can we create a hashtag, fuck Perry? He would have no idea because he refuses to get a fucking Instagram. Oh, my God. Just kidding. Um, love you, bro. Jesus. Uh, I usually don't have a whole lot of closing stuff, but I do have something today. Um... And Pete and I were talking about this, and this is a lot of you guys have probably heard this before, but it's something that like I've heard a while back, and I fail out constantly, but it's something that resonated with me, and I think it's applicable to our conversation today. Is is how you do anything is how you do everything, and I think that means a lot. And it's 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 down to like, are you the guy that leaves the fucking shopping cart in the middle of the goddamn parking lot, or do you put it up? When you see a piece of trash on the ground, do you pick it up and throw it in the trash can, or do you just walk past it? You know, are you the guy that makes a workout for yourself and then you stop? And I say guys, the that's gals Gender as well. Gender Gender neutral. Neutral. But you know, it's it's twenty twenty one. We got to specify that shit. But like, do you make a workout and then stop eight reps short, or do you shave your reps when you're you know doing a workout and in a competition? Like, how you do anything is how you do everything. And I think if everybody would live their life by that, we'd all be significantly better off so i'm gonna leave it with that i appreciate the hell out of you guys putting up with us this one's been kind of a roller coaster of topics and everything as it usually is which you guys are i'm sure expect by now but as always i thank you guys so much uh follow my personal page at luke.d.cox on instagram the hunt lift eat page uh is at hunt lift eat official go to the website check out all the new merch at uh www.huntlifteat.com the gym line uh, we're getting the product photos going right now. We'll start having the ads going, and, and you guys will get to see and get all the sneak peeks and the previews of the new line, and then it's going to probably drop within the next month, I would guess. We're still working out a few last-minute things. We do have a few new hats up, so do go, go check those out. Drop your orders. And as always, I love you guys so much. This is phenomenal, and we can't thank you enough. <laughs>